And away we go, hour three of the morning show, and Neil Atkins joining us this hour. Here morning, you Neil. Are. Hello, Dave Strandberg. No big surprises in the New Hampshire primary yesterday? No, that was pretty much... Uh, well, I, I thought Nikki Haley did a lot better than I thought she would. She had about 45% of the votes. So. Good enough to hang in there, apparently. She sure. said she's not giving up yet. <coughs> yeah, she's going to go to... Mm-hmm. To uh, South oh. Carolina, apparently she's That's not... her home state, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, so she should do well there, you would think. Nevada caucuses are before that, but she's not yeah. on the ballot for that. All right. And um, so, now that what's interesting in the New Hampshire primary, uh, it's interesting on how they throw that out. <laughs> uh, on, the, uh, on the Democratic side, uh, you had Dean Phillips, who... Yeah. Uh, came in the strong contender. Wow. And Joe Biden was not on the ballot, but right. they did a write-in. He still finished ahead. He still finished ahead. Of course, he's the president. So, yes, uh, I suppose. And they did a strong write-in deal on that, and uh-huh. I assume what... And nobody really knows, so Dean Phillips says he came in late in the game. If if he would right. have start, started stumping this more than a year ago and getting out there, he had not become a national figure. No. On the Republican side, you have uh, the likes of Nikki Haley, who was the governor of South Carolina. Also, she was the ambassador of the United Nations. And you had some of the other contenders in the race there with Chris Christie, who had mm-hmm. former governor of New Jersey, and, you had some, and who had run before. So a lot of the candidates on the Republican side, except for um, uh, the... Uh, uh, What's the guys? Geez, I'm trying to think of the names. Uh, oh. Was a Ramaswamy? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, he was a first time. Uh, yeah. But you know, he's a he's a billionaire. Right. With quite a is quite the yapper to say the least. The big disappointment on the Republican side, of course, was uh, Ron DeSantis, who yeah. had been running for the last year and a half or so <laughs> for the president, and they really thought he had some legs. And that's what these things show. It shows some of the the people that you think are going to be the darlings. <laughs> and in Iowa and right. New Hampshire, they, they kind of f- fall apart. It's uh, up to the people, after all, and uh-huh. not the pundits, I guess. Is you, you saw that in, back in the day in the Democratic side with former Governor Dean, who uh, they thought he was going to be the darling and, and get mm-hmm. the nomination. And he had that scream down in the Iowa primary that everybody thought the guy was a banshee. <laughs> and he totally fell <laughs> apart right. on that whole race. And, uh, you know, you see these things move along. And and, yeah. and all of a sudden the dark horse candidates that nobody ever had really heard of on the national stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Clinton, no, nobody thought he had a chance whatsoever. Yeah. Barack Obama, hardly anybody had heard about him, and mm-hmm. he came out of the out of the trenches and literally swept the nomination, and so did Clinton in those days. So and, uh, Jimmy Carter would fit into that category as well. Jimmy Carter. Who was Jimmy Carter, after yeah. all, when he started running? So. Uh, the peanut farmer. Yeah, was right. <laughs> but he was more than a peanut farmer. Well, yeah, you know, he, he was, was the a, governor, right. He'd been governor, but he'd also uh, had a commission in the mm-hmm. Navy. His, uh, mm-hmm. He was a, a physicist by uh, background, nuclear physicist, and, uh, you know, the guy had some credentials. Right. But, but he was a good old Southern lad. There you, know, you go. The Democratic Party. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, we might as well do sports because I see Tom Robick. He's pacing back and forth here. I don't pacing, know if he's, no he's going to wear no out the carpet here. No, there's no pacing. <laughs> it wasn't pacing. Well, we got a lot of sports to talk about, too. we got a, a new... 
class of uh, Hall of Famers in baseball, and one of them is Joe Maurer. Yeah. Woo-hoo. You want to start there? Well, I, I did this morning, but you it's know, up this, to you. Uh, this meme that has been, we were just talking about this meme that's been circulating. A meme? A meme. You know, you're familiar with a meme, <laughs> I right? suppose, yeah. Online. So, dumb things. Joe Maurer getting in on his first ballot. So yeah. that means that 5% of all Major League Baseball Hall of Famers who were first balloters, Five percent of them are from St. Paul. <laughs> really? <laughs> With uh, Dave Winfield. Okay. How and, is that? And your guy, Paul Molitor. Paul Molitor, yeah. Yeah, all from St. Paul. So three of them. Sixty altogether. I see. So that and so three of them makes it five percent. Well, how about that? I mean, that's yeah. a pretty exclusive class, considering mm-hmm. there are three hundred some yeah. Hall of Famers in, in uh, enshrined in Cooperstown. <laughs> And there's winter in St. Paul, too. That makes it tough on baseball players, Yeah, usually. I mean, the southern states would have an advantage, you would think. there was something going on there, I mean, obviously. And uh, proud to say that's my hometown. (laughs) But um, he's heading to Cooperstown. Joe Maurer got 76% of the vote. You need 75. Way to go. So he's heading on to the Hall of Fame. St. Paul native selected by the Twins with the first overall pick in 2001. In the MLB draft, he spent his entire career with his hometown team. Only the the only American League catcher to win a batting title in 2006, hmm. and the only catcher in Major League Baseball history to win three. He was a six-time wow. All-Star, three-time Gold Glover, five-time Silver Slugger. He won the American League MVP award in 2009, which was Boy. an extraordinary year. Uh, Adrian Beltre... He almost got 100% of the vote. Great player for 21 mm-hmm. years. Uh, Todd Hilton played with Colorado for a long time. Okay. And Jim Leland got in as well. Uh, and they'll all be enshrined July 21st. So, Ooh, yeah. nice. So, yeah. And if you want a little more Brewers news, because I know that you feel slighted sometimes. Oh, it's all about nice the Twins, Dave. Um, there there wasn't much going out with the Brewers this offseason. Well, they were, they signed up Rice Hoskins. Yeah. Uh, he's, gonna, he's a power guy. He's going to hit some home runs for him. $34 well, million. Dollars. He had an issue last year. didn't play at all, actually. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll see. Well, hopefully he's healed up. Yeah, hopefully he'll uh, do better. Uh, so speaking of that, we should mention also the Minnesota Twins uh, with uh, Matt Walner and Louis Varland, uh, Corey Provis. They're going to be here on Sunday. Sunday yeah. yeah at, what at, time does that start down at the so formerly the known sports garden, but now it's the sports venue? Just, the, just garden. the garden. The garden. It's it's the no garden. sports involved. And you will, you know, you can buy tickets here ahead of time. Yeah. What was that by Ricky Nelson? The garden? The garden, garden party. party. The garden yeah. party? Is that Ricky Nelson? No, he's dead, but we yeah, play that. Yeah. And Who's talking about yeah, We could. Madison I mean, the garden. garden. Oh, yeah, Make yeah, a special yeah, request. Yeah. I'll talk to somebody if you want me to. Bless you. Bless you. You can buy your tickets here, by the way, at our studio. Studios at KDAL, but uh, keep in mind you can you can also purchase them right there at the venue. You will need cash or check. We don't have the electronic means. No yet. Card. You don't have the square. Uh, we will next year. I don't know why. <laughs> I have an extra square. I've I'd... got one. I I can loan you and it'll go into yeah. our our special nonprofit account, and and mm. it could be a big donation for us. Well, that it's 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 a great idea. <laughs> it is all the money is actually going to a charity already. Okay, okay. called Never Surrender, and all it's right. uh, to support causes for ALS. Gotcha. Okay. And that will happen on Sunday again. Doors open at five. In Canal Park, mm-hmm. the program gets underway uh, kind of at about 6, 6.30. Now, 6 o'clock, they're going to be arriving. 
and we'll uh, we'll have them in an area to do interviews and stuff. And then mm-hmm. at six thirty, they'll do a presentation. Cool. So uh, yeah. everybody's invited. It's a family friendly event. Yeah. We well, so, feed you too, right? It, what's that? We feed them. Yeah. So yeah. you get with your ticket, you get hot dog and right. chips, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to have some pizza for sale there too. If you'd wow. rather have that, All right. and um, it's interesting because I got a call from. Uh, or I, I actually it was an email from Grandpa Jim. Gramps, Jim. <laughs> okay. Jim was not go- going to bring his grandchildren. I, I think that they're all single-digit ages. His three grandsons. Why wasn't going to bring them because that's a drinking establishment. Oh, and I had to tell Jim. I said, it's always been a family-friendly event, and it's yeah. no longer actually the sports garden. Right. It's now the garden. Mm-hmm. So you know, bring them along. It's it's perfectly <laughs> safe for yeah. your kids, and uh, they'll enjoy it too. It's a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, that other big news story that you were talking about is the the Milwaukee Bucks fired their coach. Yeah, isn't that strange? Um, he's only been there since the beginning of the year, and he had the second best record in the NBA. Yeah, but but he's not good enough, fired. apparently. Apparently, his defense wasn't happening wow. the way they wanted it to. So now the Bucks are talking with Doc Rivers. Uh-huh. Believe it or not, he's currently an NBA analyst mm-hmm. on the Four Letter Network, and uh, most uh, recently coached the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Uh, he was let go in the off season after leading Philly to three consecutive Eastern Conference. He was a big star in Marquette in Milwaukee too, so probably Doc another Rivers reason. That they I did not know I, that. I believe okay. so. Yeah. Well, Adrian Griffin. I don't know. You know, I mean, you know, you, you get the second best record in the NBA, but yeah. but let's be honest, there really wasn't any defense going on in that yeah. team at all. So I think that's wow. probably the reason. Okay. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves will get back in the win column when they host the Washington Wizards at Capital One Arena tonight. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks returning to the hardwood tonight. They tip off against the Cavaliers in Milwaukee. Uh, the Minnesota Gophers losing to your Wisconsin Badgers yesterday in the final minute. And number 10 Wisconsin now 15-4. and four. The Gophers dropped to 12-7 and seven and 3-5 and five in the Big Ten. Minnesota at Penn State Saturday. Michigan State will be ho- uh, will be at Wisconsin on Saturday, right. and the Minnesota Wild extending their winning streak. They've got a three game winning streak going. All right, uh, over the Capitals in St. Paul, they beat them five to three. Brock that? Faber, Marcus Foligno, uh, and Marcus Johansson. I don't know if you saw what Foligno did. No, Marcus Foligno and Joe Maurer are good friends. Really? So Marcus Foligno. Shot comes over, he grabs it like a line drive, <laughs> puts it down on the ice, which you can do. You can okay. catch the puck, set it down, catches the puck, sets it down, just like somebody in a baseball field might do. Oh. Slap shot, score. Wow. <laughs> and he said it was a tribute to his buddy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he had it planned all along. Eh? Yeah, well, Very that's good. what he says. I don't know. <laughs> we'll just take him at his word. Very that's cool. your sports. All right, thank all right. you. Thanks. We'll uh, catch you again next hour for more sports. Yep. And uh, we got more of our show coming up, but special request from Neil first. Here we go. There you go. I went to a garden party to reminisce with my old friends. A chance to share old memories and play our songs again. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. One recognized me. I didn't look the same. AM 610, KDAL, News, Weather, Sports. Standing on a mountain, looking down on a city, the way I feel.
feel is a doggone pity. Dave, you're dancing over there, man. I am. Look at him. Look I like the Johnny Rivers here. Mountain of Love. Standing uh-huh. high on the Mountain of Love. Looking down on the city, kind of like you sure. do at the Skyline Drive. You know? Yeah. I've got his uh, album, Secret Agent Man. Oh, sure. Album there. And Another great song. I used to Johnny sing Rivers. that song when I did karaoke, <laughs> along with Johnny Cash. That's yeah. about the range that I have. So. Secret Agent Man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Senator Bob Menendez Uh-oh. claiming his New Jersey home was illegally searched and is now asking a judge to toss out the evidence. The veteran Democrat says federal agents ransacked his home last year out of revenge because he had beaten a prior prosecution. His lawyers are calling most of what they seized, which included gold bars, Uh a half a million dollars in cash from his suit pockets. Uh, He called it exploratory rummaging. Menendez, who uh, chaired the Senate Foreign Relations Committee at the time, is accused of accepting all kinds of gifts in exchange for political favors. He denies that, as well as charges that he worked for a foreign agent, uh, uh, worked as a foreign agent for Egypt, and used his influence to aid the government of Qatar. They, so uh, guy's in some big trouble, but he says yeah. it's all illegal. The whole search he's, should not have happened. He's been uh, <laughs> nailed a few times in the past when he oh, was able boy. to slip through it. He's also one of the guys that um, uh, was it was he flying around with Epstein or one oh, of them? I, Apparently, there sure. was a scandal with him flying around with one mm. of the billionaires with uh, underage girls and all that sort of thing. Holy smokes, the guy's not They're a KQ. Loud down Are there. they the ones with the booze this morning down uh, there? Pr- more than likely. More I, than no, likely. Actually, no, that's the other guys. Yeah, they don't and they're the always booze. quiet. The people that well, they keep the door shut. They, oh, that's true. That's true. But. Uh, and the folks at KQ tend to yell a lot. They don't they just do. talk, they yell. Well, they, and that's why we can hear it down here. Well, so. we hear it all over. But I it, got the door open, broadcast. they can't hear us. <clears throat> it gets broadcast on KQ and KDL at the same time. <laughs> Simulcast, yeah, so there, there you go. go. But, uh, well, that is uh, all right. Mendez. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him there. Mm-hmm. Say, by the way, down in the city of Rochester, yeah. Minnesota, uh, there's controversy going on down there. Well, there's a there? uh, city councilor who claims that the mayor and the city council have discriminated against her. She's filed a lawsuit against mm. the city and the mayor, uh, seeking up to a, uh, about four hundred grand or thereabouts, claiming that uh, she was censured by the council for her activities and her, her attitude towards city employees mm. and other city councilors. Okay? Wow. What so did she do? Well, while well, she's seeking... The court ordered her in excess of fifty grand in each of eight counts, which would be up to four hundred grand. Uh. And she's claiming that because she's been diagnosed with ADHD, yeah. uh, that she was targeted because oh. she had the attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, mm-hmm. and that uh, her actions shouldn't be censured because she's got this disability. Now, apparently. According to the complaint by city staff and uh, counselors and the mayor and everybody else, now all a censure does is it just slaps your hand well, yeah. and says, don't do this stuff anymore. Okay. Apparently, uh, she tried to fix parking tickets, mm. uh, uh, that she had no special privileges as a counselor, and it goes on and on and on. There's an investigation into the council's action. 
and that it's not discriminatory. There's a law firm involved that wrote that uh, uh, she's demanded information on incidents involving confidential police matters, which you can't do, mm. and it goes on and on and on. So, right. so there's more to this than that. But anyway, that's in Rochester, Rochester, Minnesota, mm-hmm. on the city council. So we've got a pretty tame council right now. <laughs> right. Of course, they've only had really comparatively one, yes, they've only had really one voting <laughs> meeting so far this, this year. Is true. So we'll we'll see how it moves forward. Right, we got to get to the phone. Hi, who's this? Peter, Who? it's uh, Southern Cupboards of uh, Twig. Oh, okay. Oh, twig, How are you doing? The Twiglet. <laughs> twig. hey, um, a couple days ago, you talked about Marcus Mike Boulevard over there in Superior. Yeah. All of the garbage, I stand to be corrected, from here all the Pigeon River up the North Shore goes to Superior, Wisconsin. Right, yeah. Marcus and Mike Landfill. Mm-hmm. Used to go to Samaria or somewhere 90 miles. Ah. What I'm getting to is... It was supposed to be shut down in 2016. Ah. They've had one major fire that I know of, but another one, the the governor was here yesterday. All of the governors, all of the states, all of the provinces on the Great Lakes, zero discharge in the Great Lakes. Mm -hmm. Flush the toilet at Black Bear, where does it go? 27th Avenue West. Right. Drinking water. Most people don't realize what, where our water is and what's going on. Well, well that water is treated w- before it goes Well, anywhere. the water at WSSD yeah. is treated, and they claim yeah. that that water, when it comes out, you can mm. drink it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, but that's what they claim. That's what they claim. There's a little <laughs> right. bit more to your thing. About <laughs> seven, eight years ago, Wisconsin wanted to balance their budget. So all garbage coming in on July 1st was $3 increase, and in um, 60 days, Another four dollar increase. Oh. All of the cost was up seven dollars all of a sudden at one time per ton. Well, that's what you get for it dumping was, in Wisconsin. Like Find your own spot if you want it cheaper. Plus like fifty five dollars a ton. <laughs> well, you can't. This is it. That uh, yeah. uh, Wisconsin, uh, Pierre. When uh, when the landfills close at Marcus and Mike, and where it won't does it be go? long. Yeah. Where does it go over to uh, uh, Eastern Wisconsin, or where are the landfills yeah. there? Hmm. Why don't we make a hole in Minnesota and fill it up, you know? Yeah. There's one right up in Canyon that they built for WL, for the waste management. Right. Huh. They dug a hole and then start putting it in there, whatever. I don't think we need to send our trash to Wisconsin. Right. I don't want Wisconsin's trash coming well, that's a that's a big <laughs> uh, that's a big cost of the garbage haulers yeah. here locally, and then, of course, that reflected on your individual garbage bills. So mm-hmm. uh, there you go. Yeah. Thanks. Like, okay, thanks for the call. And I agree. I don't. I don't yep. want your garbage in our well, we don't, state either. We, we, but you know, what are you going to do? It's man. Minnesota yeah. shut them all down. The, we had the big landfill yeah. up at WLSSD, and they got capped off and shut down. And, and now since it's going you to send Wisconsin. it there, it's only fair you have to pay for it. So, well, it's the, the fairness to pay for it. <laughs> right. It's just where's the plan? And yeah. right now, uh, recycling mm. literally only thirty-seven percent of the people well, in the true. nation recycle. That's and not going to be the. the we, salvation sadly no but that's a big the problem right. is is a big chunk of the stuff that's going mm-hmm. in the landfills is recyclable is it should not be going into the landfills yeah. and uh you know when we go up to the we call it the garbage dump but up on, off of rice lake road where wlssd <laughs> yeah. is and drop stuff up mm. the containers are all set up they're the big the yeah. big containers that the semis come and take away and and here's Here's the container for all the metals, mm-hmm. and that stuff they go and they bring it down to the uh, uh, scrapyard, and they get money off of that. Here's all the recyclables for 
uh, right. you know, appliances, tires, and the whole nine yards, and and they're coordinated in doing that. And if if there's uh, lawnmowers or whatever, you can put them over an area for reuse. And there's yeah. people that come up there and grab them and and take them and yeah. part them out and do something with them. And well, that's sell the way it should work. But sadly, too many people decide, hey, I don't want to pay to put this stuff over there and recycle well, the, it. I'd rather just dump it down the hill and let somebody well, else. Well, that, that's what happens off of Skyline Parkway oh, and terrible. different areas around Duluth and yeah. uh, friends of mine that have been city employees uh, that used to drive them nuts and they'd pick right. up people. But every once in a while, you grab some, here'd be somebody's big bag that they throw out there. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, guess what's in there? <laughs> Letters with uh, envelopes with what? their addresses and oh, they track it back and here Good. it is. Well, I, I don't know how that got there. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, here's a ticket yeah. for you. So Obviously, you it's not for garbage, it's for recycling. Mm-hmm. All right, 837, we'll take a break and be right back. A little snow coming down now in uh, downtown Duluth, but uh, warmer temperatures expected to last right into next week. The KDAO Morning Show. He's a man. That's how you spell man, M-A-N. There you go. It's the Yardbirds. The Yardbirds. I'll remember that one, that's for sure. Uh, We'll do an equal time for the women up next. There you go. Well, we've got an election year coming up here, and everybody's focused on this coming November, but guess what the Duluth School District wants to do? (laughs) They want to have a special election on Tuesday, May 14th, for a $5.2 million referendum to levy $5.2 million annually for up to 10 10 years. So they can't wait till November? My question is, is why? (laughs) Here's the deal. These special elections... Before the general election. Right. Now, why would they have it May 14th? It doesn't say it in the article here that I'm reading. Mm. Why do they have to do it May 14th? Why can't they do it November, whatever the November what, for right. the, where you're going to have the vast majority of the people voting? So is it because it's so desperate that they need to get it going now? Maybe or so. is it because they want to do it on the off time where you have a small amount of people going out, special <laughs> interest groups getting in there to vote in favor of the referendum and not the general public and educating the general public on it? Mm. Now, this referendum has failed a couple of times in the past. Right. This is for upgrading technology. Mm. And one of the rubs that I always get agitated with is when they promote this stuff, uh, they say... That on a now this time normally they talk about two hundred thousand dollar homes. Yes, well, average the, home. the average home is yeah. in the Duluth market is just under three hundred thousand. That's the not? average. <laughs> it is. I talked to relatives about that. About two hundred fifty four thousand dollars. Right. Well, now they're saying owners of a three hundred fifty thousand dollar home Ooh. fifteen three fifteen okay yeah. three one five. Uh, they say that that's a median home value for the district. Okay. That they will see a month, monthly tax increase of $10.87 per month. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't pay monthly. I pay annually <laughs> two times. Yeah. Okay, So that's about 130 bucks extra a year right. that uh, you're going to pay out. Well, it and sounds better. If you it say sound, see, this is the rub on this. <laughs> well, certainly. The, the city of Duluth does this. The county right. does it. The school district. They don't want to tell you what mm-hmm. the big amount. We can all add this up, folks. It's just pennies a day, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. We can all add this up. You got it? <laughs> you, you're not fooling anybody, school yeah. district, city, and mm-hmm. county. 
Uh, the point of the matter is we can all add this up. Now, well, I'm most not, of I, us anyway. Uh, I'm not in favor. As long as we have a calculator, we can add it up. That's it. I'm not in favor or against this, yeah. but the point of the okay. matter is I'm just <laughs> asking why they put a referendum like this on an off time that's right. not a normal election cycle when they could have it either during the primary election and or during the general election where you have the vast majority of the voters that would sound off mm-hmm. on this. So it's that's a good question, question, Neil, but I don't have the answer. Neither do I. Okay, well, let's go to the phone then and see if Tom does. Morning, Tom. Well, good morning. Um, you know, 20-some years ago, I ran into a guy who was on some kind of uh, board for Moccasin Mike Road, and, and I suggested that they take these recyclables, because the only one that pays its freight is aluminum, and you separate the stuff out, bury it, and put up a monument. You know, if you build uh, all this stuff up in squares, bury it, and maybe a hundred years from now, some guy's going to come along and go, hey, I got a great idea, and here, I'm going to dig this stuff up and use it. There you go. Because, you know, and and I'm going to segue into this thing with the bridge then. You know, I have a real problem with this. I'm I'm a recycler, okay? I believe in recycling. I believe in using things to its maximum or whatever. This bridge, uh, talking about rebuilding it for you know, what, $1.6 billion, yep, yep. I really would like to see the studies that indicate that that bridge is in such horrible shape that it needs to be replaced. And uh, everybody wants to say, oh, remember the bridge down uh, 35 that collapsed? Yeah, that's that's the odd uh, situation. Mm-hmm. You know, it normally doesn't happen. Bridges aren't built so after uh, they hit the expiration date, like on a, a carton of milk, and they just fall apart. And there's way too much money invested in this bridge because I know uh, President Biden is coming tomorrow about that yep. money and the infrastructure bill. Yep. I don't believe that we've seen any conclusive studies that show that that bridge is ready to fall down. Well, okay. they've certainly been doing a lot of repairs on it over the years. And they they and they, inspections every year. Yeah, yeah, they keep on repairing. It's mandated and repaired mm-hmm. in inspections. You know, they shut her down. Sections of yeah. it, they shut down on that sort of thing. I have a friend of mine yeah. that works for WizDot. I'll have to find out. Uh, right. Generally, she sends me information. Right. And, uh, uh, again, uh, here's the deal. Even yeah, I what, use what, it twice a day, so I'm, yep. I, I want to make sure it's going to get me there and back every time. So. Tom, whatever your concerns are, mm-hmm. here's the downside. That bridge is not going to be done right. for for full traffic until 2030. Yeah, could now, be the, four or five years. The construction is going to start mm-hmm. uh, in 2025, and apparently there'll be like a, a one lane for a while, and eventually for a couple of years, oh, yeah, the whole down. thing's going to be shut down. All the traffic's going to be diverted to the Bong Bridge, mm-hmm. and you can only understand what nightmare for two years or so. Oh. Traffic's going to be yeah. going over to Superior and in in and out of town. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Now, you're going to have to go down Belknap. Right. All the way down to Belknap. Yeah, to go get, through the entire city to get to the bridge. Basically. To get to, Well, Belknap to get out of town. Right. To go down Highway 53 if you're mm-hmm. going to go down to Solon Springs or Ashland or over mm-hmm. in your neck of the woods, Tom. Right. So, may, well, one yeah, good well. news for you, Tom, at least <laughs> yeah. not that many people from this side of the bridge will be coming over into the South Shore there. So you'll, you'll get a break from us. But still, 
It's uh, it's that's why we should think long and hard before right. we do this. Well. Yeah, okay, it's way too much money, and that bridge is not going to fall down tomorrow. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not buying into <laughs> well, it. Better not. That. All right, oh, Tom, yeah. you've got Thanks, a good Tom. point there. Good point. We'll we'll try to dig some <laughs> stuff up on it. All right, we got to head to another line. Hi, who's this? Ken from Duluth. Go ahead. Yeah, say Neil. Tim. Down in the Twin Cities, they found, uh, the authorities found a RPG and some pistols and drugs and things like that. Where did they find them? Well, I don't know. that They won't disclose where they found this stuff. But now you've got uh, Trump talks about the security of the border. Mm-hmm. And you've got uh, Mayorkas, the head of the Homeland Security, always saying how, how secure the border is. And you've got the, you know, you know, it's just ridiculous. And they're finding, you know, these kinds of weapons. <clears throat> Around you know, they're they're talking about you know it's inevitable that you're going to have an incident over here or incidents yep. of you know, terrorism. No, I agree and, with uh, you. Now, for those that don't know what an RPG is, it's a rocket-propelled grenade, mm-hmm. and uh, a grenade can do a heck of a lot of damage, to say the least. Yeah, this was found oh. in an apartment apparently in Hennepin County along with uh, several handguns and what's believed to be fentanyl powder. There were a couple of men arrested at the scene. So I think it's drug-related more than terrorism. But what do you need if you're selling drugs? What do you well, need an know, RPG for? Right, I have no I'll idea what the that. deal is. And, of course, the drugs are coming from where, Tim? Yeah. South of the border. The border. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Oops, it. I think we lost him. Tim, hey, good. Thanks for calling yeah, us. We appreciate it. Well, yeah, good, I, good I don't point. think you need you rocket the propelled grenades. Well, obviously, <laughs> if you have enough money, you can buy anything. Oh, sure. And this is the... Yeah. If you look at... We talk about gun control in this country, and I... Yeah. But look at... I, I, don't, I don't want guns in the hands of bad people mm. like anybody else. And But nobody... It's like when, when you talk about the advocates for gun control, yeah. you ask them about... How are we going to get the guns out of the hands of the gangs and the drug dealers wow. and all that? And they look at you like deer caught in headlights because they have no solution <laughs> no. to that. But when you I don't look, think you can pick up a rocket-propelled grenade at a local Not anywhere, but if you've store. got enough money, you right. can get fully automatic oh, rep. You now, can get anything you want if you have enough money and know the context. In the, in the former Soviet Union, a lockdown state, I was in Uzbekistan when, when it was a part of the Soviet Union. They had their own private army that outgunned the federal army, (laughs) and it was so corrupt, it was Uh, unbelievable. They did investigation after investigation. You could buy anything you wanted over there. During World War II, Germany, Nazi Germany, lockdown country, guns everywhere, took mm -hmm. the guns out of the hands of the, the people, right? Right, right. Well, guess what? Armed bank robberies, Mm. shooting down German soldiers, and breaking into the bank. So the point of the matter is, if you've got enough money and you want it bad, bad enough, you're going to get whatever weapons oh, yeah. you can, and they're on the black market. And a rocket-propelled grenade uh, with drug dealers, man, I'll tell you, that's all you need out there. <laughs> Holy smokes. 850 now at KDAL, and we shall return more of the morning show on KDAL. I promised equal time for the ladies. Oh, there you go. Am I a man? Yeah. I am woman. Here's some Ellen Reddy. Ellen Reddy, yeah. All right. Speaking of women, we have a, what's going to be, well, we probably will get a presidential race that looks pretty similar to what it was four years ago, and we're going to have a uh, 
a race for the Locally. 8th District well, we, we in had, Minnesota that will look similar to what it did two years ago. We had what it would appear to be, the governor was up here yesterday, yeah. and we had what would appear to be a, a DFL love fest uh, <laughs> in town here yeah. because all of a sudden all the notables who are running for re-election or mm-hmm. wanting to run, now Jennifer Schultz, who used to be in the state legislature and ran mm-hmm. against Pete Stauber the last time, announced with her campaign that that she's going to run again. And of mm-hmm. course, the governor was here talking about the the bridge across uh, the uh, multi yeah. the almost two million billion dollar bridge. Uh, talking and about he was at the WLSSD. WLSSD. Too. There's uh, things that need to be done there. Right. So you had all the local DFL elected people. What's mm-hmm. interesting, and I'm looking at the quotes. I don't know if Natalie Zaznikar and some of the other Republicans who are in the state legislature yeah. who who surround Duluth were invited, but uh, <laughs> no. she represents my area. And WLSSD mm-hmm. serves my area, too. Now, Grant Hostile, he was there. He's our state senator. Mm-hmm. But it appears it was only Democrats invited, well, which is... Uh, or the, at least the, only Democrats showed up. And <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, know if uh, the others were yeah. invited or not. But normally when you have this... Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you something. If the House of Representatives was controlled by the Republicans and the governor was up here, you'd know darn well they'd be trying to support some bipartisan support here. But right now the uh, DFL is in charge of the state with the governorship and the two, uh-huh. the two houses. But anyway, so they were there. And then out of the blue comes, by gum, by golly, Rick Nolan. Rick Nolan was there, yeah. former uh, Congressman Rick Nolan. Yeah. I always liked that. He held that position for a few years. He did a co- two, three, uh, two or three terms here, and then uh-huh. he'd been a congressman out in western Minnesota at right. one point in time. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, uh, Pete Stauber ended up winning the seat and has been in now, what, uh, third or fourth term coming up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Jennifer Schultz has announced that she's going to be running against him. So we'll hear right. more about that race down the road. Yes, sir. So uh, uh, stuff is the pot's being stirred up. <laughs> Speaking of pot, Uh-oh. Minnesota still hasn't been able to get the person that's going to be in control and overseeing the whole pot industry, oh, the cannabis right. industry. Yeah. Not your kitchen pots and pans, but the <laughs> cannabis industry. Yeah. And uh, uh, Minnesota is still about a year behind. You know, they, they uh, rapidly went and legalized it without having the infrastructure to set up what they call these dispensaries. Now, apparently, according to the articles that I've been reading, uh, there's, the state has run for about 360 to 370 what they call dispensaries, or what we would say mm-hmm. in the uh, on the other side, liquor stores, literally. <laughs> pot stores. Pot stores. There you go. That would be open uh, throughout the state. And uh, they are still not set up to be able to do that, to license it. We've talked with I talked with some folks in regards to, well, when we had Eric Forsman here, the the City Alcohol and uh, Beverage Board, apparently the city's not going to be involved in licensing this because right. it'll be the state, but the city's going to be hamstring with enforcing all the rules and regulations. Oh, yeah. And and uh, so, so it's going to be interesting once it all gets said and done, and hopefully they pick somebody. They did have some mud on their face where the person that they hired initially oh, right. to be in charge of the state regulatory agency apparently she resigned uh, a day after she was appointed because they didn't do their background yeah. information apparently she'd been in a business that had sold illegally some of the substances oh, that aren't allowed uh, they had too much uh, well what are the qualifications for the uh, the position i have no idea okay i have no idea i mean I do you know. have to use pot or i don't know 
Don't know. The business degree? I would hope Maybe. you have some sort of a business degree or administrative degree. <laughs> that, that would help. I, I, at I would least you know. That. and You don't have to be a smoker. but no. uh, Well, you could apply, Neil. I don't smoke. You don't have to. Uh, do you? No. No. Don't so want go it. Go ahead. Oh, don't you like don't want, it. You don't I don't want, want that stuff. Oh. Okay. I mean, for me. It's, then it probably wouldn't fit. For me, it's a personal. <laughs> the, worst, the worst thing in my nightmare would be... Somebody by accident eating a brownie where it had a oh. high <laughs> THC in it, and I, I, I have a, the reaction to it. And mm. what, what, what happens to me? I'm one of the people that yeah. just put me to bed, and I'm gone for 24 <laughs> hours. Okay. Go. Yeah, I haven't uh, experienced any of that in a, well a long time. I'll put it that way. Same here. A long yeah. time ago in a yes. galaxy far, far away. Uh, and that's the last, and that's where we want to keep it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back, or you'll be back on Friday. I'll be back in a couple of minutes here after news. Say, by the way, on Friday, Matt Baumgarten is going to oh, be yeah, with us, right. the head of the Duluth Chamber, and we're going to chit-chat about what's going on All with right. the Chamber and the new regime at City Hall to see if we're going to have a better business climate in Duluth. Well, the regime and the uh, Chamber should get along, you think? It would appear so. Okay, well, we'll, we'll find out. Right. That's coming up on Friday. News is next from CBS. News from the Minnesota News Network and Wisconsin Radio Network to follow. Get